Yeah. What up, my man? How you doing? Bro, I'm I'm thriving. You know I love Mondays. I don't Yes, I know. I don't know I what know. it is about Monday. I just I like to get back to work, dude. I'm ready. I know. I know. And we're running out of work weeks when it comes to baseball and the baseball season. We only got one more week left. Uh hope did you have a good weekend? I did. I did. Uh, a lot of sports, some birthday parties, kind of a nice like family easy weekend. My oh enough. My sister had a 30th birthday party. So cool. shout out Paige. All right. But it was great. What? A lot of family and fun. You? Yeah, my uh my son, my youngest son turned 16 yesterday. Michelle flew him to Cleveland for his first ever Browns game in Cleveland. He's seen the Browns elsewhere, but this is the first one in Cleveland. Got a big win. I think Justin Fields just got sacked again while I was telling you that story. Uh, so that was kind of cool for him. That was really neat. But today we're going to focus on baseball because it is another edition of Baseball Today. And today it's presented to you by Tops NFTs, the Tops Bunt app, which we will talk about momentarily. But let's start with the team whose hat I am donning today, the Milwaukee Brewers. Congratulations. They win the NL Central. They have now made the postseason for a fourth straight year. But Ploofy. Does Milwaukee need to make its first World Series appearance since 1982 to feel a real sense of accomplishment this year? Typically, I would tell you that's a trash question and everyone should be happy to make the playoffs and then you go from there. But the more and more I think about it with Milwaukee, Chris, I think you're right. I think they do at least need to make it to the World Series to feel a sense of accomplishment. They've gotten to the NLCS uh, twice in the last you know decade or so as the Cardinals took them out. Uh, well, then the Dodgers took them out. A couple wild card exits the last two years. So the playoffs, you know, they've been there. They've been in the dance, but they haven't gotten there uh, to the end yet. So I think the way this team is set up, I think if they don't make it to World Series, it, there is a little bit of disappointment, not only for the baseball team, but for the city of Milwaukee. They got a taste of it, Chris. The Bucks uh -huh. just won the freaking championship. They're There's blood in the water, and they want it. So – like I said, typically I would tell you trash question, but I think Milwaukee's one of those franchises that, yeah, it's World Series or bust. And that's why I didn't mind crafting the question because, uh, by the way, you just saw the, the comment in there, isn't that? That's what you were smiling about. I didn't. You said that Pl Pluth is one of the 10 sexiest men on earth, and that's why I think you were smirking. But that's okay. Back to my point. You know, Milwaukee's a lot like my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Midwest, for the most part, really good people love their sports. Uh, it's part of their fabric, their DNA of who they are. They want to win. But if you don't win, as long as you give us a good day's effort, that's all that matters. I think that stopped the minute that Giannis and the Bucks raised that championship trophy. Because they weren't just the little city that could anymore. They are, they know they're, they got a badass baseball team. And they are built as well as anybody to win this thing. So, yes, this is the year. They've got to take that next step. Uh, because if not, it feels like they've got a lot of the components there in place. Like, what sort of adjustments are they going to have to make moving forward? Is it just going to be good enough to go to battle with this team and say, all right, well, we'll roll the dice in the playoffs? Or they have to do something significant? So I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of pressure on this small market team to get it done this year. Yeah, and you forget they also have the Packers, who they, they're like Super Bowl or bust every single year. I think they've yeah. all – one under the Aaron Rodgers uh, time, right? Yes, but but different scenario when you're talking about 
financial constraints in the baseball world, if there are any with certain teams, as opposed to the NFL, where basically everybody's salary cap, for the most part, salary structure is the same. Is Milwaukee spoiled? Like, do we overlook, like, the fans of Milwaukee? It's a nice time to be there right now. Okay. It's a hell of a night. You know what? They deserve it. It's great. They're really good people up there. That place is rocking during baseball games. I wouldn't be disappointed if the World Series was there because I think you could feel the energy through the television. I you see it. Okay. Uh, Cardinals, oh, boy, it's unreal. They've won 16 straight games. This is the longest consecutive winning streak by a National League team since the 1951 Giants. Uh, where do you rank the Cardinals right now in terms of World Series contenders in the National League? Let's take the five teams that currently hold the playoff spots. First, I'm going to start out with a compliment to the Cardinals, okay? I love what they've done this year. You know, if you really look at the record, they've been middling for about four months. They had one really bad month, and then obviously now it's incredible. Can we answer the question? I, it's, I feel like you're setting me up for a breakup. What's going I think, on? I think they're fourth in, in, in the NL. I think it's Dodgers. I think it's Giants. And, yes, I know they just swept the four-game series for Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee's right above them. They're going to play him again right now this week, so we'll see how that goes. But I think it's Dodgers, Giants, Milwaukee, and I might even flip those two, Giants, Milwaukee, Cardinals, Braves. And then I'm even hesitant on that too. So they're – I know 16 wins, crazy, awesome, but it's – I think once October comes around, you got to forget everything that's happened in the regular season and then just go with – who you think is the best team, and I just think they're probably settling right there at that four position. I think I'm going to put them third. Okay. I'm putting them third ahead of the non-winner of the National League West. Eh. So I've got, I've got the West team being one, most likely San Francisco. I've got the Brewers two. I've got the Cardinals three. Yeah, I'm and here, you have to hear me out on the Dodgers thing. They haven't hit for weeks. They haven't hit for weeks. And it comes down to a one-game season. The Cardinals are going to be playing with house money. No, Even if they roll in there with a freaking 22-game winning streak, nobody's going to be like, yeah, they're going to take it out. Nobody's going to pick the Cardinals. Nobody will pick the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals jump on Max Scherzer early in that game, you don't think that the Dodgers are going to pucker up a little bit? No, I don't. They were down three, Rosie, they were down 3-1 against Atlanta in a series and came back and won a series. This team is so battle-tested, they're not puckering up for anybody. There's, it's, a di it's a difference between that, where you, people have already counted you out in a 3-1 series, and a one-game series where you are the big dog, you are the defending World Series champion, you've got a guy who you haven't lost with on the mound. It's just, I'm just saying that it's a lot to live up to. Now, by the way, when we're ranking these teams one through four in terms of the National League, I like them better than all the American League teams out there. I like them better than all the American League teams. I'll say it right now. Yes, I do. I, I, I mean, you can say that. I don't agree with that, but. You think I'm just shit talking today, don't you? You're going off. You're making me shit talk is what you're doing. You know, I yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, get on board. Hey, hey, watch out for the Astros. Just watch out. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to them when they when they clinch. It could be tonight with a Seattle loss. It could be tomorrow. We'll see.
We'll see. We'll be talking plenty about the Astros. Uh, but want to let you know that with the final week of the regular season upon us, here is your chance to collect the players and moments that made this season so unforgettable with Topps Bunt MLB Card Trader app. Topps Bunt is the official digital trading card app of MLB and the MLBPA and releases new content every day featuring your favorite players, both past and present. Now, the app is free to play, and collectors from around the world come together to connect, collect, and play with their collections in real-time scoring contests to win in app prizes. It's pretty good. Uh, build ultimate digital baseball collections, craft or trade in lesser-valued cards for more rare ones. Play the card wheel to win a prize with every spin. Topps Bunt 21 will also be the premier destination for all the playoff action, releasing new collectible content with every twist and turn of this year's postseason. So download the Topps Bunt app now in the iTunes App Store and Google Play as well. You're a big-time card guy. I know you'll be all over that. All it? over it. Can I just ask you one question before we move on, though? Yes. Where, where, where do you have the Rays ranked in all this? You have them ranked below every single NL team? No. I don't have them below the Braves. Okay. Thank you. May we continue? Let's go. Speaking of two American League teams, the Yankees swept the Red Sox. The Yankees swept the Red We both had Boston winning two or three this weekend. That's what we said on Friday's show. You didn't? I didn't, no. You had the Yankees winning two or three? I said whoever wins the Friday Friday night game, they'll win two out of three. Okay, you're right. You're right. Well, I had Boston winning two or three. You had whomever winning Yankee. You took the soft way out sometimes. That's what you do. And that's okay. It was smart. You were closer. At least you had whomever won Friday's game winning the series, and the Yankees won the series. They swept them. Thanks in part to Giancarlo, who homered in each game, had 10 RBIs in a three-game series. Do you think this will get Yankees fans off of his case once and for all? No, it won't, because I've, I've learned about Yankees fans this year. I've learned, okay? They want someone that's going to hit 330, slug 520 consistently throughout the year. That's the only way you're not going to get booed or people on you. Giancarlo's not that type of guy. He's a streaky hitter. Okay? He's been that way pretty much his whole career. But at the end of the year, his numbers are legit. Chris, do you want me to read you his 162-game average? Please do. Okay. Uh, only 43 homers and 109 RBIs with a 902 OPS, which is his career average. 902. Okay, this guy is on his way to the Hall of Fame. He's probably going to hit 500 freaking homers, but he's just not like as consistent as they want him to be. So this will continue year after year. People will be mad at him, and then people will love him. I heard on our channel, Chris – in our umbrella of news, baseball stuff that we have going on, someone saying Giancarlo is our Reggie Jackson. Our generation's Reggie Jackson. So think about where we were with him and now where we're at. It's a crazy yeah. time in Yankeeville. So no, this will not finally get them off his back. It's just for now, it will. Yeah, no, he's not, the, he's not Reggie Jackson. Let's – that might have been written by somebody who never saw Reggie Jackson play for the New York Yankees. It's oh, awesome. it was Jake. Yes. Okay. Jake is 32 years old. Reggie Jackson did his uh, thing in 1977 and 78. Yeah, I was, I was around for it. Giancarlo Stanton had a wonderful postseason run last year. 
And who knows, you know, if Brasso doesn't take a role as Chapman deep, maybe it continues on for the Yankees, and maybe he then becomes Reggie Jackson. He's not quite there. I will say this. I think a lot of Yankee fans still see him as a dollar sign. I think they, it's hard to swallow the fact that a guy is a 25 to $30 million DH, uh, particularly at is still relatively young age. I think that that's it. And until they win, until they hoist another banner, they're going to still fire shots in his direction when he doesn't come up clutch every single game. So this will not – it was an amazing series. I think I read that he's the first Yankee to have double-digit RBIs in a three-game series at Fenway since Mickey Mantle. Like, that's some serious shit. And that ball he hit on Saturday night was unbelievable, dude. That grand slam he hit was so loud. I almost wanted to look out my window to see if it was coming out west. He's a stud. I mean, dude, the guy, that's what he does. I mean, again, I'll reiterate, I understand he has he was, wasn't healthy in 19, neither in 2020 during the regular season. So, like, they want him to play. I understand that part of it. You're making a lot of money. You want him on the field. Sometimes that stuff's just out of your control. But when he's on the field – you got to just look at his numbers, okay? You want that guy in your lineup. And guess what? It's not his fault that the Marlins gave him so much money, okay? Like, don't take that out on him. He earned that money. They paid him. Someone wanted to pay him that money. Right. They're coming to him, just enjoy what you have in front of you. The guy is a freak. He's a freak. And just Enjoy. And by the way, go look at who you're trading him for. Like, those aren't guys that are going to end up in Cooperstown. He might. All right. Yankees and Red Sox will not catch the Tampa Bay Rays. They win their second straight division title. All this with a payroll that started the year in the bottom five. Yet again, is their story good for baseball or not? I think if you're a casual fan, Maybe it's not good for baseball, or you don't think it's good for baseball. But I think if you follow the sport really closely, I think them acting as the lone team really to try to do what they do, it is good for baseball. Like, they're, what they're doing in Tampa is also very special. Like, go look at that front office tree. It's everywhere right now. All the good teams have guys in their front office that started in Tampa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Talk about the Dodgers. You can talk about Houston. You can talk about Boston. You can talk about, you know, just keep going. They're everywhere. Yep. But I think what they're doing is good for baseball. I understand, like, the payroll is really what you're questioning here and, like, how they operate and not keeping their stars. I think that's not necessarily, like, a Tampa thing. I think that's a St. Petersburg thing, which I think you're gonna we're going to talk about here in a little bit, how they might fix that. Um, I, I, I think there's going to be a day. And I hope, hopefully soon, where Tampa still operates the way they do, but with a little bit more money, where they will be able to keep their stars and they will be able to, you know, bring in big free agents when they need to. But they, the way they operate is it's, it's better than anyone in the league. Not only that, I will say this. They're a fun team, dude. They might not have household names. In fact, their biggest name hasn't itched since June. Tyler Glass now. Right, I mean, he's recognizable because he's six foot seven and he's got the long hair and he throws a billion. And probably their second most recognizable player might be Brett Phillips. KK, maybe, maybe. You only say that because he looks like you. But 
you know, I mean, Brett Phillips, the airplane guy, baseball is fun, all that sort of stuff, like the laugh. They don't have a ton of guys that they grow up and develop into stars and keep them around there. And that's tough. It is tough because it's very similar to what my team does with the Indians, right? I mean, it's hard to have a conversation with your kids when they say, I want to get an Indians jersey. What player name should I get on the back? I was like, well, whatever it is, make sure it comes with a Velcro. <laughs> you know, that's that's a tough sell. It's hard. But with all that being said, they have figured out this system. They have figured out this system. Eric Neander, that's why he got promoted and got thrown more money in his direction, because he can keep working this. So we do have a bonus raise question, by the way. Bonus. I want to say one more thing. Yes. Like a lot of what they do stems from their ability to scout and develop players. Mm -hmm. So like you have to give, you know, props to those people, you know, at the amateur level, like going and scouting the players that they draft. Like that's very hard to do. The draft is essentially a crapshoot. Um, but they're able to do it the right way. You know, they found some gems in the international signing. Like the scouting department, I think, is really good. Player development also. And this the whole – I remember I played for him, so I got to see this a little bit. Mm -hmm. The way they run things is just good. They let you be yourself and, like, go and just kind of – we say it all the time about them. They put guys in good positions. Not only that, when you talk about scouting and developing, they're great at scouting other teams' talent. Oh, yeah. They're great at that. That is something that flies under the radar. Every, everybody thinks about drafting and developing, and that is an important part of what they do in particular when you're talking about small payroll. But they also – they find guys on other teams – Right. Oh yeah, you don't want to make a deal with the Rays. This we said this on talking baseball. The, what you do is you talk to the Rays and see who they want, and then mm -hmm. you vote that guy. <laughs> That's a great call. Great call. Very quickly on this one, the Rays announced that they're going to hang a Montreal sign during the playoffs at the Trop to promote what is essentially what they're hoping for: is shared custody of the Rays in 2022 there's a lot of logistical hurdles a lot of stuff with the mlbpa that they got to hop through on this one but their ultimate plan is to have half their home season down at the trop and half in montreal as early as 2022 and they want to promote it while the rays are trying to win a world series in 2021 you okay with that move or is it bush league i don't know i i honestly i don't really have an answer for this i i, I don't like when you talk about the split uh, St. Petersburg. I'm going to keep saying St. Petersburg because they're not in Tampa. That's a big difference here. Uh, going from St. Pete to Montreal, like it, it intrigues me. Like what they're doing down there right now isn't really working. Okay, you can't have 3,000 people at a major league baseball game. You can't have as much success as the Rays have had, and then not have you know a full house when it comes you know down the playoff stretch. Like that's just not how a major league baseball should work. So Montreal. Excellent city. Everyone always talks about how great of a baseball city it was. So I'm excited for them. And then as far as like the people in Tampa and St. Pete, it's just, it, it's hard. It's, hard. it's tough, but it is. what are they, what, are you, what else are you going to do? Well, listen, I don't know enough about the stadium mess that's gone on there and why we haven't figured it out in places like Tampa and Oakland. I cannot believe that, that a lot of smart people uh, politically and in the baseball world can't come to an agreement. Um, I always feel like the fans get held hostage in this situation. People make the fans feel guilty. Well, if you went and supported your team, well, if you look at the local television ratings, the Rays actually do really well. The point is the trop is a shithole. Horrible. It's hard to get to. And it just makes it not fun to go to that atmosphere. And people say, well, I don't care. But that's bullshit. 
Look at all the amazing ballparks that have popped up in baseball over the last 25 years. You're telling me if you got a young family, you don't want to enjoy that? You'd rather go sit in a freaking hall closet for three hours watching a baseball game? No. we got to figure this out, and it is a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face to the Rays fans and I think the players, too, to be honest with you. You know, we're promoting our 2022 season while you're trying to win the biggest prize. I, I, I'll be interested to talk to Glass now about it because he'll be honest. I don't think they care. Well, I'll ask him. Yeah. I mean, am I, if, I'm, if I'm thinking about how I would react, I'd be like, okay. Like, it doesn't bother me. I put that in the outfield, and we'll talk about that in the offseason. And I, I'd be curious to see what the, how the players feel about it. Like, Well, that's why I'm, I'm going to talk to him. I think I'm trying to schedule a, one with him before the playoffs start. This isn't good. You go from playing zero income tax in Florida to a lot in Canada and Montreal. So that's tough for that's players. That's, that's one thing they're going to be talking about, I guarantee you. You know what is good? I heard Montreal's an awesome town. Enough said. All right, last one. Uh, Rose Rotation, latest episode came out with Salvador Perez. Uh, we did drop a clip early on Monday talking about his 46th home run, the record setting most ever by a catcher in a single season, and how he did not get the baseball back. And I took shots at one particular fan in my hometown. The guy asked for ten thousand bucks yeah, so for the base. He was he was talking to Davenport and one guy behind him like, "Hey, don't give me the ball because that boy's gonna cost at least ten thousand dollars." Salvi, he just signed contract. He can pay you the money. Just hook the guy or something like that. that was crazy. Well, seriously, I apologize. I'm being, you know, every city's got its assholes. We know that, okay? <laughs> they, they all do. So you just ran into one of the big jerks from Cleveland. I don't know if the person was having a bad day. I don't personally know him. Last name is not Rose. Don't make that joke. <laughs> but I, I feel for you because are you, are you, yeah. let's be, put the joking aside. Are you a little hurt that you don't have that baseball? 100%, Rose, because, you know, this year is, is, it's a dream, dream year for me. You know, it's something that I don't – I know that I, work, I was working hard my last of season. I tried to do the best, but I never hit 30 homer, and I never bring home the RBI. So that was one of my goals. So to now have 46 and 116 and 15, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, I'm so happy. Some people said I treated that person unfairly. Uh, you saw the clip. What say you? <laughs> um, I don't think you were like – too off base, but I, I will say, like, maybe the guy, maybe that's a lot of, uh, like, a life-changing sum to the guy, and he's like, hey, I got this ball, and, and I know Sal wants it, but, like, I think I need this cash more than Sal needs the ball. I don't know the guy's situation, so maybe that's what was going on. He sees this as, like, an opportunity to, like, you know, take a step up in life. Maybe it's going to give him an opportunity to do something elsewhere. I mean, that's what I'm maybe thinking. Okay. If it's not that case, if it's not that case, Chris, then you're spot on the Gadsden trip. I think we have to look at it from a different angle. This is the only sport where you as fans feel like you have ownership in something that you did nothing for. If a Steph Curry has a record-shooting three-pointer, and the ball accidentally gets knocked into the stands afterward. Is a fan allowed to say, no, 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 this is my ball? If an NFL kick, I'm telling you, they go back and get certain footballs. Mm -hmm. They do. They go back and get certain footballs. Some 
players throw it in the, you know, Cam Newton was famous for handing it out to kids. Did a great thing. But in baseball, and I don't know if it's that one certain guy who we all know that chases down home runs in ballparks. He's like 40 years old and tries to steal them from kids. I don't know if me. Yeah, I know he did. And I don't, I don't know if, I don't know where it all changed. But I think we have been through so much as a country and a world in the last 18 months that shit, you know the difference between right and wrong. You just do. Salvador Perez was going to give that guy signed jerseys, signed bats. That ball meant nothing to that guy. He saw it as a, an opportunity for him to get some money because he was sitting in the right place. He didn't earn that. He didn't do shit except sat in the right place. And I'm sorry, that's not good enough. And I'm sorry if you're only making X amount of dollars every year. And if you feel like a couple of people that have done fairly well financially in life are ganging up on you. I'm going to gang up on you because you did the wrong goddamn thing. Nobody can convince me otherwise. I'm split on the situation. I got to be honest with you. No, I'm sorry. You know, people say, well, look at what the McGuire ball fetched. And look what this ball fetched. Fine. Fine. It doesn't make it right. It just doesn't. I don't live by the credo. Well, look what was done in the past. Sorry. Do you go to a baseball game to try and earn money? Is that why fans go? I, I've lost track on this one. No, no, I don't, I don't think that at all. But, and I don't know if this guy was going there trying to catch fly balls. I doubt it. Or home run. I doubt it. But it did land in his lap. He saw an opportunity. And I don't know the situation. So, Yeah, it's interesting because there's a lot of people that are saying, shut up, Chris. Not everybody is rich. Folks, you don't go to a baseball game hoping to catch a record-setting home run ball. That guy did not go wake up that morning and say, boy, I hope Salvador Perez hits me his 46 homer. That's not what you did. Well, it fell in your lap. I'd be more upset with him if, if that is what he did. If he actually went there trying to catch this ball and then held it hostage, I'd be more upset with him than I am that he just randomly got the ball and was like, oh, shit, now what do I do? And guess what, by the way? Once you leave the yard, it can't be authenticated anyway. So you know what it's going to be worth? That. That. You're so at the end of the day, end of the day, you don't get it. Last week, we were praising Mookie Betts for turning to a fan in Cincinnati and saying, give me that ball immediately. Give me that ball immediately. It means something to that guy. So now we're on the opposite end because it was a record-setting home run and it could have been worth a few thousand bucks. Because the guy needed to pay rent. First of all, we don't know his story. We don't know his story. So he went to a baseball game because he had to go pay rent? Guys, what the hell? Y'all don't understand what's going on. Go listen to Salvador Perez's story on the Rose Rotation about how he came over to this country from Venezuela, dirt poor at age 16, and worked his ass off. Meant something to him. All meant something to him. I agree with you there. But I think they can authenticate it because typically if Sal's up chasing something like that, they pre-authenticate the balls. I, I talked to somebody in the Royals organization who said that they could not, even if the guy had a change of heart, once he left the stadium, they couldn't do it. They didn't pre-mark the balls with an invisible thing? I don't, I don't believe so. That's what he told me. Now, it, it could be wrong, <laughs> but I did, I did do it. So, Go kick his ass. Go find him. Go kick his ass. Take that ball back for sale. No, I'm just saying. It's just, I don't know. 
It's amazing. And it's very interesting because a lot of people are disagreeing with me. That they're like, you're lighting up a guy because he, all I'm saying is it would have been so simple for how many great stories have we seen? Hey, I didn't deserve the baseball. It was a sense of accomplishment for this person. You get to go take a picture with so-and-so, shake a hand. That's how it's supposed to be done. That's how it's supposed to be done. It's not supposed to be, oh, this is mine. This is mine. I Go ahead. And I wish the person were in our chat right now. I'd say the same thing. I wish they'd come on this thing. I wish I could have a conversation. I'd tell them they were wrong. I like that. Yeah. All right. What do you have coming up on John Boy? I'm done with this. <laughs> I got a Monday episode, recap episode, talking baseball. Uh, I'm recording a sequence episode today that will come out tomorrow. So beginning of my weeks are nice and busy. What about you, Chris? Uh, we've got the Salvador Perez. You can go listen to the whole thing. So, you know, go for it. That's okay. You guys don't have to agree with with me that's fine yeah it's fine it's good so um we're back at it again tomorrow 11:30 a.m eastern 8:30 a.m pacific we'll see if more teams have clinched light schedule today a lot of makeup games you know these are the one game series where you got to get in before the end mm -hmm. of the year these are tough yeah all right listen everybody have a wonderful day okay I'll be in a better mood tomorrow. <laughs> You're in a great mood. Dude, I know. You have every you can say whatever you want about this guy. It's totally fine. Absolutely. And I'll continue to. And everybody's it, like, why are you still talking about it? Well, because it's out on the Rose Rotation. You can go watch it. Yeah, it's your people too. I know. Unreal. All right, bro. See ya. Love you. See ya.